Spend your afternoon in the company of friends. It's Afternoons with Matt and Rochelle on Vision Christian Radio. And on the line, we've got Alex Cook from wealthwithpurpose.com. We're going to be chatting about five ways to prevent money from ruining your marriage. How are you doing today, Alex? Great, Matt. Thanks for having me on. It's great to have you with us today. And, you know, research suggests that the way you and your spouse handle money is a significant predictor of whether you'll have a long-lasting marriage. They say that financial incompatibility and pressure is one of the top factors behind 50,000 couples divorcing in Australia every year. So we want to talk about money well before the big day and on a regular basis. Uh, Alex, tell us a bit about what your advice is about how we can prevent money from ruining our marriages. Okay, well, the good news is handling money is actually much easier than people uh, than people believe. So I believe in keeping it really simple. So the first thing I think couples should do um, as a prevention tool, if you like, is to have sufficient cash reserves. Yeah. Now, I call this having an emergency fund. And back when I was a financial planner, my general advice to clients was that they had at least six months worth of living expenses mm-hmm. in a bank account that they didn't touch, kind of out of sight, out of mind. Now, some people might say six months is a bit much. No two planners would agree entirely. Some people would say, actually, you need more. Um, But having sufficient cash reserves, because as we all know, life is full of uh, stormy events. And at some point, you know, someone may become sick or get made redundant, all those sorts of things. And enormous pressure comes if there's insufficient cash reserves to pay the the bills that are coming in. So that'd be my, my first one. Um, The second one that I really uh, urge people to be cautious with um, in Australia, because we've got epic house prices, I mean, the house prices really are um, massively, I'd argue, overpriced across the nation, but that is to avoid taking on large debts. So the rule of thumb here that I say to, to clients, or what I said to clients when I was a planner, is that they should spend no more than 30% of their budget, so 30%, if you like, of yep. their net income on accommodation. Mm. Okay. Now, that could include rent, if you're renting, or a mortgage. But don't take on a mortgage where it's so big that it's consuming more than 30% of your budget. Yep, yep, very good advice. I like that. Um, because debt puts enormous pressure. In fact, in Australia, they actually have a term for it. They call it mortgage stress. Yeah. And that's when people get above 30%. Mm-hmm. Um, so keeping out of debt would be the, the second one. Um, a third one, which is something I saw a bit of as a financial planner, very sadly, and that is don't hide money from your spouse. Oh, absolutely. And that's an important one. Don't hide transactions. So... Interestingly, there was a survey done in the United States uh, a couple of years ago, and they found that one in three couples admitted to hiding money. They called it financial infidelity. Um, Anyway, 75% naturally said it had a a negative impact on their relationship. Yeah. Um, But what was particularly frightening from the survey was 35% of the people actually believed that there should be some things you keep secret from your spouse, which I would say is very bad. (laughs) bad way of thinking yeah yeah Um, but this i've seen this manifest itself in a range of ways so for example i once had a client where they spent masses of money on the credit card um they're actually quite wealthy but the husband was a a huge saver the wife was the spender and what happened was obviously he was horrified when he found out that she'd racked up twenty five thousand dollars on the credit card so don't hide things because when they get found out which they always do 
obviously that causes um, you know a lot of uh, a lot of heartache and yeah. and pain in the marriage. Very you know? good advice. I mean, we've got to be transparent and honest with each other in our marriages, and certainly uh, money is a is a way to test how honest we are. And uh, you know, it's certainly an important one. All right, what's the, what's the next point? Uh, the next one is actually a very simple one. Talk about money. Talk about it regularly. I even say to people, um, go on a money date. doesn't necessarily have to be to a restaurant or anything <laughs> like that. But actually just sit down and talk about money regularly. Um, in our marriage course, what we do is we actually give people an agenda of things to talk about, really around just simple things like what are the, the family goals, uh, talking about giving, so how much you're going to give to church and parachurch organisations, uh, and particularly talking about budgeting and the, and the spending. Um, and just talking about it in a relaxed way and doing it on a regular basis so that you're not doing it when there's a crisis. So it just becomes something more normal. You're on the same path. You're kind of planning through it, so you're actually planning the future together. Uh, And it's really about bringing you together and uniting you rather than causing conflict when things go wrong. Very wise advice. You know, they say communication breakdown is obviously one of the biggest problems in marriages and uh, uh, it relates in all areas of our marriage, especially in money. Uh, so, yeah, having a money date, I like the idea. That's a good one. What's number five? Number five. So this is uh, a harder one to do because it takes a bit more time, and that is truly understanding each other. You know, often we say to ourselves, oh, you know, why did my spouse do that crazy thing? Why did she, he or she spend money like that? You know, and you don't understand. It doesn't make sense to you. So one thing that I always get couples to do is two short quizzes. One is what I call the importance test. And the importance test is to try and understand what your spouse and indeed yourself, what is actually important to you. I'll give you some examples. So for example, for one partner, it might be um, private schooling is important. The other might think public schooling is important. It might be where you live, because obviously, you know, the suburbs vary massively in price. Um, the kind of job you'll have, um, giving, who you'll give to, how much you'll give, all those sort of things are uh, in very much important to us, but often different between husband and wife. Uh, the second quiz is more about deep values, um, and that is what are the values that drive you, your decision-making? Sometimes these things are not necessarily obvious to us. So, for example, some people may be status-driven, which as a Christian, you know, you'd say that's not a, a great quality to have, but we need to be honest and say, well, what are the things that are actually driving us so that we can actually deal with it? Um, another person, for example, might be grown up in a family where money was really tough, it was hard to come by, and so they might be really security conscious and they might have fears associated with money. So those sort of values, you actually really need to understand what is driving your spouse because um, that way you can reduce the conflict and you can work together for resolutions about how you're actually going to spend money. But it comes from actually understanding each other and understanding each other's backgrounds, you know, how your parents acted with money. Were they always uh, spending or were they savers? My, my parents are probably more the spenders, but my grandmother was the, the ultimate hoarder. So those things, sort of things, you know, pass down through the family and shape the way you behave with money. So they're my, if you like, my five things to, to really help, help couples. Brilliant advice, mate. And if people want to find out more about your ministry, the website is wealthwithpurpose.com. And uh, you're currently in Melbourne at the moment. What's the weather like there today, brother? Actually, I'm in Sydney. Oh, sorry. I'm in in the the beautiful day here in Sydney. Absolutely spectacular. Fantastic. And whereabouts are you living these days? I live in Buenos Aires in Argentina. So massive city, 12 million people. Uh, Very chaotic, but uh, lots of fun. Beautiful people. Uh, you know, just great fun, great food. If you're a meat eater, Argentina is the place to go. Out of curiosity, why are you based over there? 
Ah, well, my wife is Argentine. Ah, very uh, We actually met in Australia, and she lived here for 12 years, but we decided in 2012 to to go have an adventure and uh, and live in Argentina. So I've been there for four years this year. Wonderful. Well, we love having you on the radio, and we love your advice. Once again, people can find out more at the website wealthwithpurpose.com. Alex Cook, thanks for your time today. God bless. Pleasure, Matt. All the best. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.